I'm Pete McCall, and welcome to this episode of the All About Fitness Podcast. On this episode, I'm going to do a little wrap-up of the Idea Fitness Convention. You heard me talking about it over the past number of episodes. You've heard from guests who are featured speakers at Idea. You heard from Dr. John Berardi, Dr. Emily Splickle, Dr. Jenna Bell, a wide variety of experts about what they're going to be talking about the Idea Convention. And just to give you a little heads up, what happens at a fitness convention like, like Idea is that you get a number of people, you get the fitness professionals there, and, and fitness professionals could be considered instructors, it could be considered coaches, it could be considered personal trainers, but fitness professionals are those people responsible for making you sweat. Anybody who works in the fitness industry should have a certification. I used to work for the American Council on Exercise, that's one of the primary personal training certifications. I also did some work, well, I also do some work for the National Academy of Sports Medicine. That's another uh, primary personal training certification. There are a number of different certifications out there. And what a certification does is it ensures that a professional has the bare minimum qualifications to perform the duties of a job. You know, think of a hairdresser. A hairdresser has to be certified, a bar, you know, barber, a mechanic. People that have to be certified have to maintain their skills and their abilities. So in the fitness industry, basically every certification requires 20 hours of continuing education every two years to maintain that credential. Attorneys have the same thing. Doctors have the same thing. A number, most licensed professionals, I think actually all licensed professions, have a requirement to do a certain amount of continuing education every you know year, two years, whatever the renewal cycle is to maintain a license or a credential. In the fitness industry, what we do is we have to do 20 hours every two years. And in order to do to, to earn that education, you can either take a workshop, it could be a four-hour workshop, an eight-hour workshop, or you could go to a convention. And at a convention like IDEA, you get a number of speakers, you get a number of companies. And primarily that's my job. For listeners that you know you're first you're you're finding out about all about fitness, my role, my name is Pete McCall, my role in the fitness industry is that I'm one of these educators where I go to these conferences and I prepare workshops. Now, I talk about various topics. It could be fascia, could be core training, could be strength training. But what I do at these conferences is I, get, is I do the workshops, I teach the workshops, and I give the talks so that fitness professionals can maintain, they can earn their credentials to maintain their certification. That's what happens at these conferences. Now, you do not need to be a fitness professional to attend the conference. Anybody who's a fitness enthusiast can attend and take classes. Now, the cool thing about ideas, you had Les Mills there on Saturday Les Mills had a full day where fitness enthusiasts, you know, listeners like yourself or people who just enjoy sweating, if you're a listener like yourself, could come in and, and participate in Les Mills workouts with some of, a lot, you know, some of the most popular Les Mills instructors in the world. And really, I'm going to share a few ideas about where I think conventions like ideas should go in the future. Because over the last number of years, there's been this big shift, you know, conventions and conferences and workshops are becoming less and less popular as a way for personal trainers and, and fitness instructors to earn continuing education credentials or continuing education credits. A lot of that stuff can be done online now. So really at these conferences, it's a good chance for people to come together. You update your skills, you see what's new in the industry, and you really kind of, you walk away kind of recharged. But I'm going to share with you after, you know, at the end of the show, how I think the conference is going to evolve, how I think the whole conference experience is going to evolve. On this episode, so what I've been doing is been giving you a little bit of setup about what idea is. And on this episode, at the trade show, at every convention, you have a trade show. 
And basically the trade show is an expo hall where you have vendors try to sell their latest, greatest equipment. On this episode of All About Fitness, I walked around the Idea Trade Show one afternoon of the expo, and I spoke with about five or six different vendors to give you an idea of what it's like to be at a trade show, at a big fitness trade show. I talked to major, you know, talked to a major company like TriggerPoint. TriggerPoint makes self-myofascial release tools. You've heard a lot of information about fascia on the last few episodes of All About Fitness. And myofascial release, like foam rollers, is one day way to reduce attention and improve mobility. So I speak with TriggerPoint. I spoke with somebody from Under Armour. Under Armour has a whole line of cool technology out in their clothing that can help you perform better. I spoke with a CBD company. That was one of the interesting things about the conference this year is one of the most proliferate, you know, probably one of the most popular types of vendor were CBD. And, and CBD is cannabis, cannabidid, cannabidids, I don't pronounce it right, but CBD is a non-psychoactive component of cannabis. And it's being promoted that in the 2018 Farm Bill, there's a change that allowed for hemp to be produced legally. So that's one of the reasons why, and apparently the Farm Bill allowed CBD to be manufactured and produced because CBD is non-psychoactive. So I spoke with a CBD company. And for listeners, I'm going to be doing a whole series on cannabis and how cannabis affects the body's response to exercise. So I'm not going to go that deep into it here now. But on this episode of All About Fitness, it's a long introduction, and I'm going to have a little bit of a wrap-up where I talk about the future of fitness conferences. But what you're going to hear from this episode is five or six different vendors, five or six different leaders in our industry who are displaying their newest, latest, greatest products at the 2019 Idea Conference Trade Show. After a brief word from the sponsors of All About Fitness, you're going to hear some great stuff that was on the trade show floor this year. So sit back and enjoy this special episode. It's the 2019 Idea Convention wrap-up on All About Fitness. It's a platform. It's a balance tool. You can do a ton of different exercises on it. Guys, you've been listening to me talk about the TerraCore. You've been hearing TerraCore ads on All About Fitness. Well, I've got great news for you. I went to the folks at TerraCore. The code AAF, I changed the code. The code AAF now gets you a 25%. That is 25, 25% savings on a TerraCore. Use code AAF to save 25% on a TerraCore. What is TerraCore? Don't go to TerraCoreFitness.com. That is TerraCoreFitness.com. T-E-R-R-A corefitness.com and check out one of the coolest products in fitness. See why Men's Health voted it one of the top fitness at-home products that you should have for your workouts. Check out TerraCore Fitness on Instagram to see some amazing tricks. Again, TerraCore now is 25% off through All About Fitness. Use code AAF to save 25% on the purchase of a TerraCore. You can pick them up, you can carry them, you can lift them, you can swing them, you can throw them, you can do core training with them, metabolic conditioning with them, high-intensity interval training. Whatever you want to do with movement, you can do it with a sand bell, you can do it with soft bells, or you can do it with a vest by Hyperware. Hyperware makes some excellent products that allow you to move with extra resistance. Resistance training is what makes a difference in your body, folks. If you want to get stronger, you got to pick up something heavy. If you want to burn a few calories, you pick up something heavy a little bit faster, but do it safely. Whatever your fitness goal is, Hyperware makes a product that can help you achieve it. That's H-Y-P-E-R-Ware.com. Hyperware, makers of the vest, one of the best vests out there on the market. You can use a weighted vest that stays close to your body, and you can do a ton of cool body weight exercises with it with a little extra weight. 
Hypoware also makes sand bells and soft bells, very unique weights. I love them. I use them in my book, Smarter Workouts, because they work. Use code AAF10, that's AAF10, to save 10% on the purchase of any Hyperware product and go to hyperware.com to check out their entire catalog. I'm Pete McCall of the All About Fitness Podcast. I'm here with Mike Cummings. Mike, how you doing today? I'm doing awesome, Pete. Great uh, to see you, bud. So what brands are you with? Uh, today, we're with Trigger Points. Right. Is that the question? That's the question. <laughs> well, I know Implus is a main company. It's a, it's a parent company, but you're here representing Trigger Point, which is one of Implus's brands, correct? That's right. Implus has an Implus Fitness component of their business, and they have Trigger Points, Skills, Harbinger, Perfect Fitness, and then a new acquisition in Rock Tape on the medical side. Wow. So they're building up quite a library. And you're here with and What does Trigger Point have? What does Trigger Point do? What's their product line? Really, Trigger Point has always been about recovery. It's you train hard, now let's help your body recover so that you can continue to train hard. And we've done that by being one of the leaders, uh, not only in product development with high quality product, but also on the education side. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, you have a well-known reputation for that. So what new products do you have for Ideal World this year? Awesome. So what we're featuring right now is we're, we're really keying into the idea of foam rolling and vibration. Cool. And the two of these things together, not only facilitating what we know as myofascial release, but with the amount of RPMs or the stimulus that's coming from vibration, it's really helping your body map what's going on so that your brain can start making those chronic tissue changes to help you just move better and, and be healthier. Now that's the thing Mike because I don't think people realize that vibration has a very legitimate reason in fitness, right? I mean there's a there's a very big benefit to a vibration stimulus into the muscles, right? That's right. And what, what is that? What is the vibration? How does the vibration affect the muscle reaction? So what research is showing is that you can play with different frequencies. A lower frequency, like 25 to 35 hertz, using deep tissue or deeper pressure is going to allow that muscle to actually turn off. It'll, it'll inhibit the pain sensors or the pain signals to the brain and allow that massage therapy to actually set in, much like a TENS unit at a physical therapy center. Okay, cool. So once you mitigate that pain, you can actually roll through it. Now that's on the recovery side. What I get more excited about on the performance training side is the idea that this can be an activator for muscle tissue as well. So a high frequency or a high hertz uh, for a duration less than 20 seconds can actually activate muscle. So if I'm, if I'm looking at something like a deadlift and I go ahead and activate that hamstring, put it on there for 15 seconds, really stimulate the Golgi tendon organ and prepare my body for the lift if it's about to do, that's kind of the secret sauce between high, er, uh, with high vibration frequency. That's cool. So what, what do you have there in your hand? What do you, what do you got there? So we have a grid foam roller that's vibration. We have a peanut, for lack of a better term, that's vibration. And this is, we call this the MB, the massage ball vibe. Okay. Uh, and this is the new one. It's four and a half inches. It's like using the lacrosse ball, but in hyperdrive with all of the different frequencies that'll give you uh, exactly what you're looking for for recovery or activation. Cool. That's awesome. Right, so I'm going to have links to these on. I'm going to have links to these in the show notes. Let's try that real quick. So, Mike, can you put that on my shoulder? My, on my shoulder? Absolutely. So this is, what, it, what, what product is this? The MB Vibe. Okay. So we're going to do it by way of your benching. That's your primary move. And now we're going to do a complimentary, which is going to be to activate. I'm going to go high frequency. 
We're going to put it right there on his pack and shoulder. And then we're going to ask Pete to actually go through a little bit of arm movement. So, and see, what you don't know, this is my bad shoulder that I separated. I was actually riding the skate park at Alga Norte not too long ago. And I didn't hit one of the transitions the right way. And I came down and, yeah, it jacked this one up pretty bad. I don't know why they let Gorilla skateboard in that park, but apparently they do. <laughs> no, I was on a BMX bike. That's, so that's where I messed up on the transition. Oh, man, that feels good. I'm getting that range of motion. So, listeners, what he's doing is he's putting the vibration, and I don't know if you can hear that. But he's putting it right on my shoulder where it's been really sore, and I'm getting a full range of motion without the soreness. So now I'm at to buy one of these from you before I walk out of the booth. Because there is, I mean, I've done for years, I've used stuff like Power Prate, and I've had a Trigger Point 5 for about two years, I think. I got it, yeah, I got it two years ago at one of the shows. So I'm a huge fan of the products, and that's, that's one of the reasons why I like checking this stuff out. Every time you guys have a show, I love seeing what you guys have. Hey, what brought me into the idea of vibration is I worked with a, uh, a young man with cerebral palsy. He could not do a squat because he had that drop foot syndrome. I put him on the power plate and he was able to do a full squat. What's happening and why you were able to lift your shoulder like that is because you were actually responding to the stimulus. And so it's happening so fast that you have no choice but to respond all the way up and down. There is no time for you to feel pain because it's inhibiting that pathway. And that's really one of the cool benefits behind vibration technology. And then mixing in the, the massage therapy benefits, whether it's percussion massage or oscillating massage, that's the benefit of it is that high frequency uh, to, to really produce a greater mobility and range of motion. Dude, that's awesome. All right, so for listeners, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of this. I'm going to have links to the show notes. Now, real quick, a little bit of background about Mike. I've known Mike for a few years, but when Mike and I first met, it was actually at a trade show booth just like this one, but we were looking at a piece of equipment that somebody was trying to promote, and it was somewhat dodgy. I guess dodgy would be the right word, but Mike did such a great job of breaking down. I, the engineer was just looking at you going, dude, what do you say? Do <laughs> I mean, you remember that? I mean, we don't need to say the name of the brand name of the company. At, at these shows, I always look for innovation, and, and innovation, it's, it's not just something that's gimmicky, but something that works. Yeah. They created something really, really cool, but what it lacked, it actually didn't do what it was supposed to do. Exactly. And that's what we went back and forth on, because yeah. we go, great concept, but why is the tension coming from there, yeah, yeah. where it should have been the opposite way? And you're right, the engineer, poor guy, yeah. was very confused about <laughs> but the questions we had. Yeah. Yeah. I just, Mike is somebody who knows, he knows a lot about this stuff. So that's why he was one of the first guys I came to. Bud, good seeing you, man. I look forward to seeing you soon. Yeah, Take awesome. Care. Thanks, Pete. So that story is absolutely correct. You know, Mike and I met. We were at a trade show, the Ursa trade show in 2013. And we're looking at a really cool piece of equipment, but it was a miss. <laughs> you know, it, I, we both understood what they are trying to do, but just the point of rotation, the axis of rotation, and the line of force just didn't line up to what it should have been. So anyway... That's why I know Mike. I've known Mike for a number of years. We worked on a couple of projects together when he was with Skills. And technically, Mike still works with Skills. The company that he worked for, though, bought Trigger Point and a few other brands besides Skills. So what I'm going to do, look down the show notes from this episode. And a few years ago, Mike and I did a really fun project with Skills and with a company called Exos, where we worked on speed, agility, and power training. So I'm going to link to one of the videos that we shot for that. But I really have a world of respect for Mike. Mike is one of the smartest guys in the education side. And right now, he's working with Implus to help people understand how to use trigger point, how to use myofascial release safely. Same with Rock Tape. You heard, you know, the, the company also bought Rock Tape. So you have companies out there like Implus that buy trigger point, that buy Rock Tape. 
They own skills. What they're looking at doing is having a full widespread solutions. You heard Mike talk about, you know, from warm-up, preparation for performance training to cool down, how we take care of tissue after exercise. So that's a couple of the cool things. And I have to say, and I'm not just plugging this, I'm a big fan of Trigger Point products, but I have one of the Trigger Point vibration rollers I picked up a couple of years ago, and it does make a huge difference. Vibration is a legitimate, is a legitimate component because the vibration frequency does interact with the muscle motor units. There's some really cool stuff on that. So I am going to have Mike back for a full length interview, but I just wanted you to hear a couple of cool things they have going on. And I really, that vibrating massage ball felt amazing on my shoulders. So I didn't pick one up at the show, but Mike's located locally near where I live. And I'm going to be seeing him in a couple of weeks to record another episode. And I guarantee you, man, the way I felt after that, I'll be picking one up from there. So on to the next interview. I'm Pete McCall of All About Fitness. I'm here with Kirsten Gaba, and you're with Basic Jane. What is Basic Jane? What 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 do you what product do you guys have? Basic Jane is about CBD topicals to help with recovery, pre, post workout pain, aches and pains, arthritis recovery. And now we've been talking about this for a couple minutes, but what exactly is CBD for listeners that might not be familiar with it, or they might see signs all over the place now and saying CBD this, CBD this, CBD that. What is CBD? CBD is a molecule that a cannabinoid that the plant makes either cannabis or hemp makes CBD and so in hemp now within 2018 farm bill that has legalizes hemp it's legalizing CBD that has less than 0.3% THC in it or no THC. Okay, so it was the 18 farm bill. That's why we've seen a proliferation of companies then. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that the ag bill is that, that's why we've seen a big and blow up. And that's okay. why you're seeing the blow up. Okay. And so, and you are going to have a lot of, in my products, I use CBD isolate. I want to use specifically just the CBD molecule with great essential oils and great carriers to carry it through your dermal layers to help with muscle recovery. There is a lot of talk right now about full spectrum oils versus isolate. My, what I want to do with my company and what I'm standing behind is my reproducible products. So every time you open a jar or use the gel or a spray and you buy it at another location, you're going to get the exact same exact same product. And see, I love this because I recently wrote an article for IDF, for the IDF Fitness Journal, about recovery, different recovery methods, and I included a component on CBD and on the benefits of CBD. Yep. And what are we starting to see? How are people Was using... Is that with us? Because we actually have one digital... No, no I, I, didn't, I didn't do a specific okay. call out in any companies. Excellent. What I wanted to do, what I really wanted to do, Kirsten, was I wanted to write an article about, about how, how cannabis affects the body's response to exercise, but IDF saw that as too edgy. Yeah. But... I, I'm a They're huge, getting there. But look, I'm a huge proponent of, uh, we need to talk about cannabis. And whether or not people want to use it or not use it, they can make that personal decision. Absolutely. But we have to have that conversation about how does it affect the body's response to exercise. We know that for alcohol. We know that for all other drugs. But anyway, that's anyway, that's, that's kind of where I've gotten to go that's, down And this. that's clinical trials. Because you know what? You have more than two molecules. You have two more than two cannabinoids. You have more than just, yeah. you know, THC and CBD. So there's... Well, that's what, that was the interesting thing. That's what fascinated me on the cannabis, and I don't pronounce it correctly, but the receptors. We have receptors in our brain we do. for the CBD and the THC. We have our own endocannabinoid system within our body. So we have CB1 and CB2 receptors. And interestingly enough, if you are somebody who likes truffles yeah. or dark, dark chocolate, those are cannabinoids. Your body is saying, oh, I like that. 
And so that's your own body's endocannabinoid system. And see, that's what was fascinating. When I was looking through some of the research, I didn't, I'd never heard of the endocannabinoid system yep. and how it's its own internal system. And so basically for listeners, my understanding of it, as you can probably correct me, is that like THC or CBD is like a lock and key. It is so a lock and key. So your body has the, has the lock and the THC or the CBD, we'll say it's CBD. Yep. The CBD is the key. And so when CBD enters your body, it works on the nociceptors of pain, correct? Absolutely. And so that's why it reduces pain? Yep. Is that is that yep. am I correct in that? Yep. Okay. And, but the beauty of the CBD product is not only does it shut off some of those pain receptors, but then it also helps with the inflammation. So if you have a sports injury or you've just done an amazing workout and you are sore, yeah. not only does it help to decrease those pain receptors, but it's also helping to help the inflammation. So yeah, yeah. and then what makes Basic Jane now with the Idea World 2019? There are ton of, I've seen a number of different companies here with similar product, but what makes you guys different? We're research. <laughs> we're, we're women owned. Okay. We are we are out of Vertibio, so we actually have the very first state issued cannabis research license in the country, and Basic Jane was stemmed out of that. That is awesome. And, and for listeners, that's what caught my eye is, is that the name of the company is Basic Jane. And anybody that knows anything about cannabis knows that Mary Jane is a, is a nickname for it. So when I saw that name, I got a big smile on my face. And I was like, oh, that's a cool. So I wanted to introduce myself and find out exactly what you guys are doing. Love it. And the packaging is basic. It's uh, simple. It's clean. And that's... And I, I want everybody and anybody who wants to carry it, use it. And for, and for listeners, a couple minutes ago, I, I used a vibration product on my shoulder. I, I separated my shoulder about six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And so I used a vibration product. And just before we had a chance to talk, I put some of your ointment on it. And I can feel that automatically. It's I, I love it. I, used, I have not used yours before yet, but I'm going to pick up a jar before I get out of here. Perfect. But I love the CBD ointment I've used because if you haven't tried a CBD topical, it works. I mean, it really does. Here's one, here's one caveat to that. There's different carriers. So when you Perfect. are when you are looking at your products. So we have products that use menthol as a carrier, MSM as a carrier, denatured alcohol as a carrier, or oleic acid as a carrier. So what works for my body chemistry is might not be what works best for your body chemistry. So it's really a trial and error. It's really finding out what works for you and how you want to use it. Do you want a spray? Do you want an oil roller? Do you want a cream? You're going to use it pre-workout or post-workout. See, that's awesome. And again, that's why we need to talk to an expert in it because I've researched a little bit on it, but I definitely haven't gone down the path. Well, Kirsten, thank you very much for your time. And where, sorry, where can people get more information about what you're doing? And can you ship, is it legal to ship CBD products around the country, anywhere in the United States? I will ship anywhere in the United States. And you can see us on the internet, basically jane.com info at basic jane is my email we're also on social media instagram facebook twitter everything basic jane basic jane basic jane well kirsten thank you very much for your time beautiful thank you as i mentioned in the beginning one of the most popular vendors there were cbd products and again i'm gonna have some thoughts on that in the show notes but what, what if you haven't used cbd it's a topical, well, you can take it topically, you can take it orally, but it, it reacts with certain receptors in the body, in the brain. THC, which is the popular psychoactive component of cannabis, reacts with different receptors, which is why you get a psychoactive component. But CBD, the CBD component, reacts with the nociceptors. The nociceptors are the pain receptors of your nervous system. So there's some really interesting stuff. And, and, and I mean, it. when I saw the name Plain Jane, I kind of giggled. And I find it fascinating that you have the research being done on this. 
And what's really interesting is, yes, I wrote an article on recovery for the Idea Fitness Journal, but I really pitched them. And what I've been trying to get somebody to let me write is an article on how cannabis or how marijuana affects the body's response to exercise. Because you do have some people taking certain strains, like certain sativa strains, to reduce pain and allow them to train harder. And I'm talking about ultra-endurance athletes, like ultra-marathon runners or people that, you know, that do a century at a time on their bike. There has been some use of cannabis to reduce pain to allow them to train at a higher intensity. Likewise, cannabis, both CBD and THC, have been used to promote sleep as a component of recovery. With legalization happening, we do need to have a conversation about this. I don't know about you, but in California, my peer group, people in their 40s, around in their 40s, are drinking less and less alcohol and using more and more cannabis. So we need to have a legitimate discussion about does cannabis affect the body's response to exercise. So in in the future episodes of All About Fitness, I'm working on it right now. I am going to be doing a series of interviews with people working in the cannabis industry, specifically researchers in the medical community or the medical side of it, because I want to bring you the information. Look, I haven't had a drink of alcohol in more than 10 years, but I am a proponent of THC. And you know what? I prefer, you know, I'd prefer to use a little THC in the evening as opposed to having a drink. And there are a lot of people out there like me. But what we need to do is have an understanding about does it affect the body's response to exercise? Right now, because we have not been able to research it legally for a number of years, companies like Plain Jane are extremely important because we just we don't know what we don't know. And there could be some benefits of cannabis related to exercise. But at the same time, there could also be some huge detriments. And maybe we shouldn't be using cannabis if we want to have certain fitness goals. Right now, we just don't know. Let's get to the next interview. I'm Pete McCall of All About Fitness at Idea World 2019. Here with Michelle Dalcourt. You're the creator of the Viper Pro. What is What exactly is a Viper Pro? How do you describe that, Michelle? Uh, well, Pete, if I was to take uh, the elevator approach and I was to explain that to people, what I would say is uh, if you had a gym kid and a farm kid and they wrestled, and you were a betting person, where would you put your money? And most of the response is typically on the farm kid. And then I would say, well, what does a gym kid do? And they'd say they'd lift mass up and down, which is great. What does a farm kid do? They lift mass and angulate it around the body. That's also great. So we got two great things that both have appeal. One that lives in the conventional gym space and one that's relatively new in the gym space, but certainly not new in terms of our experience as human beings, as biological entities. That's what Viper Pro is. It allows, it's a mass, it allows us to move our bodies, express load in different angulations, and then feed a response and an adaptation that is relevant to that particular environment. So. I see, that's what I think most people don't realize, Moose. I think, and sorry, that's just your nickname Moose, for listeners, Moose, Moose, Moose Michelle. Moose yeah, go, go into like, go, go into familiarity <laughs> there. What I don't think most people realize is that they need to move weight in multiple directions, right? Because you know, people go to the gym for years as pushing a weight forward and back or up and down. Right. But why is moving a weight in, in different directions? Why is that beneficial? Well, actually, uh, we had a panel discussion. So Len Kravis, myself, and uh, Chris Frankel had a yeah. discussion, panel discussion yesterday as a session. And one of my thrusts was variability, right? So we looked at nutritional variability, so eat, eating seasonally. We looked at postural variability, right? How to navigate the workspace instead yeah. of sitting all day long. How to navigate motor variability. How to get nav- navigate gaze variability, right? So myopia, I'm looking at a screen all day long. So a central tenet of biology is variability. Yeah. And 
part of motor and mechanical and even substrate variability for metabolic demand is that we need to change right our stimulation our perturbations our perturbations so that we have a better outcome of response so if all i do is move in one direction right we back in physiology days when i was at the you know still doing undergrad and graduate work we called them kind of tongue-in-cheek motor morons right because i move in the same pattern over and over again so i don't get the value of a different perturbation which allows me the the ability to then create neurogenesis and synaptogenesis which is my brain and my nervous system growing because of different inputs same thing is true with mechanical variability if i load the same patterns tissue remodels along that same pattern and i don't get a three-dimensional architecture of the body as robustly as let's say the farm kit so we ought to be thinking and considering variable patterns to bulletproof the body so to speak and with the viper pro one of the things i love about it is so dynamic is used so much you've recently started a relationship with the nba right what is it what i mean i don't know how i mean i've seen you post something about it what's how's it being how's the viper pro being utilized by top performers so think about this so we've been blessed at nba through you know people like todd wright and others have really taken the mantle and, and just spearheaded it. So if we're talking about NFL, which I was presenting at the NFL Combine this year, when you look at that and you think about what an athlete needs to do and you think about anatomical adaptation, implicit within anatomical adaptation is tissue resiliency. And implicit within that is, can I actually prepare this multi-directional athlete to be strong in multiple directions? Right? And so whether it's the foot all the way up to the fingertips, we need to organize three omnidirectional approaches to load training. Right? It's not the only thing we do. Does that mean we throw out our linear lifts for strength gains? Absolutely not. They're, they're Good, vital. Thank you. Good. <laughs> right, they're vital. Yeah. But wouldn't we also agree that as they're vital, there's a continuum of this that includes odd position lifting, right? which is off the midline, in an odd position for anatomical neutral but not necessarily odd position for life because odd position for someone may be this but for a golfer this is normal yeah yeah right so if i cannot gather motor control right and movement proficiency and joint expression in this particular pattern as a golfer I don't know if he's showing the back swing showing the back swing of a, of a golf, golf swing, swing right so he's talking this right, so that may be odd for someone who doesn't do that and that's perfectly normal for someone who does do that yeah so at what point do we get off the midline and say okay linear lifts awesome odd position lifts awesome because in the strength conversation there are six types of strength maximal strength starting strength odd position strength or, or positional strength strength endurance explosive strength and relative strength all these things are generally accepted in the strength community as being efficacious for good reason right viper pro and other tools it's not exclusive to this one but viper pro and other tools authenticate different forms of strength training it's that's that's so awesome and you are so far ahead of the curve i mean you've had this product out now for what Eight, nine, yeah, for a number eight, of years. Eight, I mean, it's been a number nine, of yeah, years. You're probably right. Eight it's been almost years. a decade, yeah. I think, when you first showed it to me. It's been almost exactly a decade, yeah. I think, when you, when you yeah. first showed it to me. Yeah. And I've been fascinated by the fact that it has a very strong following at certain levels, but it still has yet to grow. And now you're with, you, you do another thing. You do Institute of Motion, and you're doing a whole education component of that, yeah. that you're doing both consumers. And I want to have a full conversation with you on that for another for another 
podcast at a later okay, date. But where can people get more information about what Viper Pro is doing and, and what you're doing? Yeah, I would say uh, in our uh, social media handles, at Viper Pro, V-I-P-R Pro. And then if you go to Viper.com, so V-I-P-R.com, you can see a lot of exercises. We're going to post more information up there. Uh, we're working with different subject matter experts to elevate the thinking around how and why this may be used. So Dude, that's those are, awesome. Those are good sources. And then for Institute of Motion, it's just instituteofmotion.com. Instituteofmotion.com. Dude, yeah. always a pleasure to see you, bud. Take care. Michel Dalcourt, and, and that's a French-Canadian name. I don't, I don't know if he's French-Canadian background, but, but many people will pronounce Michel, Michel. But Michel, or Moose is his nickname, is probably easily one of the smartest guys in the, I mean, easily. This dude, I've known Michal, he's for more than a decade now. I worked with him uh, when the Viper was first launched uh, about a decade ago. I worked with him uh, through his Institute of Motion a little bit. And I can easily say Michal is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And he's seen things, Michal sees things maybe five, 10 years in the future that we're just not paying attention to yet. When Michal created the Viper Pro, he wanted to create a way to train the entire body because when you look at most weightlifting, most weightlifting, we're moving a weight up and down, but the Viper Pro allows you to move a weight through space, which is a way to get truly strong. It's, you know, it's been amazing to see how he's kind of reintroduced this. He's gone after high-level trainers. And I interviewed, a few months ago, I interviewed Todd Wright. You heard him reference Todd Wright. Todd Wright is the head strength coach for the Philadelphia 76ers. Todd came through a workshop that Michelle and I taught a number of years ago. And Todd and Michelle have been friends for years. Todd uses the Viper Pro with the Philadelphia 76ers. You heard Michelle reference Steph Curry, and I don't know if he referenced in the interview, but when we were talking, Moose was telling me that Steph Curry trains almost exclusively with the Viper Pro. In the show notes below, I'm going to link back to that episode I did with Todd Wright, the strength coach from the 76ers, so you can hear how Todd explains the application of the Viper Pro. And just like other guests on this episode, I am going to have Michelle back for a full-length interview to have him tell you a little bit more about the benefits of using the Viper Pro, but more, more importantly, what he's doing with the Institute of Motion. The Institute of Motion, he's doing phenomenal things in terms of promoting health. Michal was one of the first ones, not one of the first ones, but he's been spending a lot of time the last three or four years bridging the gap between fitness and health by helping trainers understand not just how to work on about fitness, but how to become better health coaches. So be, be listening soon. I'm going to have a full-length interview with Michal Dalcourt about the Institute of Motion. Let's get on to the next interview. I'm Pete McCall, all about fitness at Idea World 2019. I'm with Dan McDonough. You're with Under Armour. What exactly do you do with Under Armour? I am on the Global Athlete Performance Team. Yeah. I've been there for about four years. Uh, that encompasses a, a lot of different things for the brand, but ideally we are working to uh, not only train our sponsored athletes, our sports marketing assets, but obviously uh, take insights from those athletes and create great product, great footwear, great apparel that can obviously help any athlete or any individual who's training simply get better. Well, why is Under Armour so different? And, and a little background, yeah. so I, I, I grew up, I'm, I'm from Maryland, yeah. and, and the founder of Under Armour yeah. is about the same age. Yeah. I'm kicking myself because I think we went to, co- to opposite high schools. Did you buy stock then? No, I didn't. I never <laughs> met the dude. I'm like, I grew up around the guy. We yeah. grew up in like our, our town, yeah. but I never met him growing up. So yeah. Anyway, why, why is Under Armour so different from other clothing companies? Well, it's 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 well, first of all, his story.
story is really unique, yeah. right? So right now, one of our kind of mission statements is, is to create product you never know you needed, but once you have, you can't live without. And that's exactly what they did, right? Like so you take clothing, a, yeah. Kevin Plank, played collegiate football. Back then, they wore cotton underneath their football pads, yeah. right? Cotton got heavy, it got wet, and he tried to find something breathable. He's like, there's got to be something out there, and there was nothing. Yeah. So he just went to his local textile store, started putting things together, invented the first compression shirt, which essentially is why Under Armour started. Yeah. And then from there, it's just grown and exploded. From that. Well, and this is, I mean, for I've talked about my rugby experience, but yeah. like 20 years ago when I was playing rugby, yeah. it was all cotton jerseys. Yeah. And by the end of the match, you're running around like a kilo, a kilo and a half absolutely. of sweat clothed yeah. on your body. Yeah, so what is what is Under Armour releasing this year that's new? I mean, you have a huge thing. You have Under Armour Rush. Yeah. Yeah. You're at, we're at Idea World. You have this amazing yeah. booth. So yeah. what are you guys promoting so, now? So the biggest thing for us in the last kind of year and a half to two years from an apparel perspective has been our infrared technology and our product. So it started off in conjunction with Tom Brady and the TB12 where we have basically bedding that basically while you're sleeping is increasing blood flow to help you recover while you sleep. So we partnered with a third, third party company called Salient and they have 13 natural minerals that are grown down and basically it's woven into the material. So there's wow. far infrared now in our bedding, in our recovery pajamas, Whoa. and now we have it into our rush apparel. So now we have it essentially while you're exercising, it's remitting body heat back to your body, increasing blood flow, which is increasing stamina, endurance while you exercise. And see, and that's where I, I think for listeners, and we need to, I'll probably, I want to follow up with you for yes. a much deeper yeah. dive conversation. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Because this is so fascinating. There is, you know, people might look at compression clothing and yeah. think it's just smoke and mirrors, yeah. but there really is some really cool research in the literature absolutely. on the benefits of compression clothing. Right, so and now you take compression and you add far infrared technology How in the compression. How are you adding? Uh, well, it's their proprietary material. So Salient is a third party company, okay. all validated by FDA. So you can check up Salient, S-E-L-L-I-A-N-T. So they have the technology we've partnered with. them. we're all about great partnerships. Yeah. And now we have their product inside of our money. We don't even know what the secret formula is. It's like yeah. KFC, right? Well, yeah. We'll never know what makes it taste so good. But all we know is it's FDA approved. And we've now put that into our clothing. Well, infrared, Dan. I mean, I've just been yeah. doing a little bit of research yeah. on infrared. And there's some amazing stuff. Like, what are Absolutely. some of the benefits of infrared right. on so, the body? Yeah, so right, we have, inf sorry, so we have infrared far infrared and then near infrared so yeah. depending on whether you want to go subcutaneous or down to the cellular level in a resting state you can just recover and help repair damaged cells right yeah if it's subcutaneous you can actually increase blood flow at a resting state or while you're exercising so you know it's far infrared has been around for a long period of time yeah so especially like an infrared sauna you can start playing with infrared now you can start adding light therapy so you can start to change you can start to biohack not only what's happening in the brain, but also what's happening internally in the body, which is really cool. And see, that's an interesting thing, and that's where infrared. I know, like infrared, along with like the deep, uh, the deep freeze, the yeah. nitrogen freezing. Yeah, all that stuff, all that science for listeners. That is a hundred percent legitimate science. Absolutely. But it's interesting to see how a company like Under Armour is integrating that into clothing. Yeah, yeah. And it's so pretty with the, cool. With the pretty excited. How does it affect human? How does it affect performance? I mean, when you look at the clothing, yeah. How does that affect athletic performance? Well. So our kind of stick around the, our, our new rushware is, you know, marginal gains, right? So that kind of what will you do for that marginal gain or that 1% more? And cool. I kind of relate it to it's like taking your daily vitamin, right? If yeah. you only take it once a month, you're probably not going to see a difference. Yeah, but yeah. if you're doing something on a continuous basis and you and I have the exact same skill set and the exact same level of fitness and we're competing at the exact same event, what are you doing differently than I might be doing to get that marginal gain? Yeah. You're focusing on your sleep. You're wearing the right compression. You've got the right nutrition. You're hydrating, all that type of stuff. 
what are you going to do as an athlete to get that marginal gain? And yeah. that's what we're focusing on. Well, and that's the thing. For people, for listeners, if you are really serious as an amateur athlete, the compression clothing can help you get that 1%. And Absolutely. that 1%, it could be half a second, three quarters of a well, second. Well, that's exactly it, right? Yeah. And when you're talking Olympic athletes, between yeah. gold and bronze, it's, it's, a, it's a millisecond. It's a blink. It's half, yeah, it's a Whatever blink. it may be. So... In terms of their fitness level, like they're all the same level. They're all yeah. just as talented. But those who start to look at every possible avenue to help them get better, that's generally what. And dude, we're going to have a much longer conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And now for listeners, before we get out of here, yeah. Dan, I, Dan did something that's the most impressive thing I've ever ever seen. When we were in Russia six or seven years ago, I, you were you were a tier, you were a TRX oh, I, trainer. Oh, that's right. We were in a room. We were at this conference in Russia. You were in Moscow, Russia. I think you had what 400 people. I, you, that was yeah. I can't remember how many S frames they had in that. The there were like, that was, there that like was three or four twenty foot S frames on yeah. each side of that room. Yeah, that dude. was pretty amazing. That was was a, I, I, took, I can't remember what I did with that video, but I've seen you. I, it was like it had to be a couple hundred people that you're teaching yeah, TRX cool. at the same time. Yeah. That yeah, was amazing, yeah, brother. Awesome. Yeah, was very anyway, good to bump into you, and I'll follow up with you for the you full interview, bud. Good pleasure. to see you. My Take pleasure. care. First things first. One, uh, you know, as I was just uh, as I'm editing this, I just did a quick look up on Wikipedia. Uh, Kevin Plank, the founder of Under Armour, <laughs> we're actually a week apart. <laughs> I, my birthday is uh, in August, early August, 1972. His birthday is almost exactly one week later, and we went to rival high schools. From what I've read about him, he went to Wheaton High School, and I went to Blair High School in Silver Spring. Wheaton and Silver Spring are right next door to each other, so I don't know. Anyway, I just kind of think it's funny. I mean, we kind of we might have crossed paths at some point. But I really admire what he did because what he did was he was a football player at the University of Maryland. And as Dan referenced in that conversation, he realized that cotton holds on to water and Kevin wanted a different material. And, and that's where the, the that's where Under Armour developed from. So one of the cool things is you see there is room for innovation. And Under Armour had some really I need to circle back again and have a full length interview with Dan to really understand because they were using infrared technology in some of their clothing t- material. And there's been some really cool science about the benefit of infrared technology on cellular health, like on how it affects our cells. And, and that's there's a lot to get into with that. I'm not even going to try to explain it in wrapping up the show. But Dan has been a leader in the fitness industry for years. You heard him talk about he used to be a master trainer for TRX. Under Armour and TRX have a very close relationship. Under Armour is, is the clothing brand that sponsors TRX master trainers. So Dan made that shift and is now in the Under Armour performance team. But I saw him when we were working in Russia together. I saw him teaching TRX to over 300 Russians, and he don't speak Russian. So he is a fabulous educator, and it's a lot of fun to feature him. And I like talking a little bit about that because I want you to understand like how our paths cross and how some of us have worked together over the years. You know, you have Mike Cummings and I have crossed paths. Dan McDonough and I have crossed paths. But then somebody new like Kirsten Gaba from, Play, um, from you know, Plain Jane – you know, is really is somebody new. I look forward to That's one of the great things about trade shows. We got one more quick little interview, and then I'm going to wrap up and share my thoughts with you about where the future of fitness conferences like IDEA should be going. Pete McCall, all about fitness at the IDEA World 2019. I'm here with Jonathan Ross and Funtensity. What did you present this this, uh, this year's show? Take a guess. It was Funtensity. Funtensity. But what, 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 was the, what exactly were the sessions? What were you covering in the sessions? I did a workout session, and we also did a session where we covered the workout plus why it works. And what's the why? What, well, number one, what is Funtensity? Well, Funtensity, uh, pretty obviously, is fun plus intensity. The goal is to 
give you an experience that's challenging enough to change your body, but fun enough to change your mind. And when I say that, I mean change your mind about how you think and feel about exercise. So, whoa, 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 whoa. What's that F word, fun? You mean exercise? We can have fun with exercise? What's up with that? I thought exercise must be hard. All this, hit stuff, all this hit stuff that we see where people are trying to kill themselves, what are you trying to do? Bring fun into it, dude. Yeah, how dare I? Some, <laughs> some people might say I put the FU in fun uh, because some of the exercises are still pretty hard. But the idea is that what we have now in the fitness industry, the way we've always sold fitness, is like a shoe store that sells the world's best, highest quality shoes from the best manufacturers, but only in one size. And if that size fits your foot, it's good for you. But if it doesn't fit your size, it's not good for you. So what Funtensity is, it's, it's, it's the program that says, if you don't like the way exercise traditionally is presented to you, this is for you because it applies brain science to high intensity interval training so that you change the emotional response you have to exercise and make it more positive so you show up often enough to get the body benefits. Wait, wait, wait. so by doing that, by and, and I know the science behind this, but I think it's important for listeners to hear because I think a lot of times, because how many times you see people coming into the gym, they're kind of dragging themselves in, right? They kind of come in. And doesn't it look like people are like dreading their exercise, their workouts? All the yeah. time. And, and so is that, is, are you trying to change that mindset? Absolutely. So the, for the person out there who already gets exercise and loves it, they're pumped to come in to the gym. For the person that has that body language and that energy that says, well, I gotta go work out and it feels like a chore, that's what I'm trying to change. I want you excited to go to do it because you're doing it and it's a sense of play, it's a sense of fun, it's a kid going to play. And it just so happens that it's challenging enough to change your body. But by mixing reactivity, coordination, partner interactivity, and friendly competition those are the four key elements of fun intensity where we get to applying the brain science to the workout experience, you actually have a better single experience now, but long-term it also helps enhance brain health and prevent brain disease. And see, for listeners, I mean, Jonathan, you've been going down this path for years, and I think you're one of the first ones to kind of not one of the first ones, but in our world, in commercial fitness, I think you started mapping the brain, like kind of the brain to exercise a long time ago. What have you seen in your clients? Like what results have you seen? Have you seen clients like, and I'm thinking about older clients, have you seen their cognition improve and have you seen their memory improve? What's been the benefits like that you've experienced with that? Yeah, I've seen, well, I've seen what I can see visually. I'll give you a, a quick example. There's a 69 year old who started coming to the class when I, when I first created it four years ago. And when I first started it, she would need three to four sets and sometimes even the next week before she was able to master one of the movements. Now, by the end of the first set on a new exercise, she's mastering it. And things are just as hard, but her, her ability to learn and process new neurological information involving coordination and reactivity is getting faster. And she's gotten four years older. So she's now in her, what, is she 69 now? She's 69 now. So in the last four years, in the late 60s, she's been able to improve her overall physical ability. Yes. That's awesome, man. I know the science is there. Yeah. It's so cool to see you apply it. It is really fun when you see it happening in real time, right in front of you, where you see, because no matter how old we get, our body always adapts to whatever stimulus we expose it to. So if you give it a stimulus that causes it to change, you get change, whether that's hypertrophy of a muscle or hypertrophy of your neurons. It's all the same. Wait, I'm going to say that again because I love that. No matter what, your body will always adapt to stimulus. So think about that. And I want listeners to think about that. You could be really old, and if your only stimulus is sitting in your, in your couch watching Fox News, you know, your body's, that's going to result, your body's going to show the results of that. Yeah. But if you're, really, if you're older, in your late 60s and 70s, and you start doing different exercise, can your Absolutely. body change even at that age? 
you get better at what you do most often. If you're 80, if you're 85, if you're 90, if you go outside all day without sunscreen on, you're going to get a sunburn. Your body always adapts to the stimulus that you expose it to. And that, that response may not happen as quickly, but it still happens. And our body is driven by a simple rule of stimulus and response. We always get the benefit if we expose ourselves to that stimulus, so we can't stop. Dude, that's, that, you break it down simply. Do you have a website for Funtensity? How can people get information about it? Funtensity.com is the place to go and find Funtensity on social media. Just search for that word. That's the, uh, that's the hashtag and also that's the handle that you use for every social media platform. And I'll have a link below in the show notes. Thanks, John. Awesome. Thanks, Pete. Two things about that really quick. One, I didn't even realize this, but as I'm editing this, uh, Jonathan Ross is from Maryland as well. Jonathan, grew, Jonathan and I grew up, you know, very near each other, but in different counties, and so it's kind of I didn't even think about this as I did under the Under Armour interview and then put Jonathan Ross. So Kevin Plank and I grew up in Montgomery County, even though we didn't know each other. Jonathan Ross grew up in Prince George's County, which is right next door in suburban Maryland. So it's kind of fun. I left D, the D.C. area back in 2006, and it's fun to be able to connect with people like that at these trade shows. And I did a full-length interview with Jonathan about Funtensity a few months ago. And I'm going to have a link to that interview down in the show notes because Jonathan was one of the first people in the, in fitness, one of the first educators like myself. Not one of the first, but, well, I guess he was one of the first to really try to link in cognitive development. So for years, we know, we know the health benefits of exercise, yada, yada, yada. We sweat, we burn calories, we gain muscle. But a number of years ago, Jonathan really started coming out he was applying the research that was showing that playing games can be very beneficial as well. Not only do you get cognitive development, but you get interactive. You make exercise more fun, and that's where he came up with the concept of fun intensity. is you combine fun and intensity. So with that, I'm going to go right into my, my post-show wrap-up. The cool thing about, about a show like Idea, the cool thing about a conference like Idea, is you can get all of your if – you're, if you're a fitness professional, you can get all your continuing education credits in one place. That's the cool thing. There are a number of educators out there. There are a number of us that are there presenting new information. I was there. I did a couple of sessions with myself. I did a session on training the glutes with my good friend, Abby Apple. Um, we were talking about glute training. I did it from the male perspective. She did it from the female perspective. I did a workshop on medicine ball training. And then the other workshops I was doing were, were for Stairmaster, talking about I did workshops on high-intensity interval training featuring Stairmaster's line of HIT products, high-intensity interval training products. It was really, it was going through the education of what HIT is, high-intensity interval training is, and how to do it successfully. So when you look at it, though, I really think the future of conferences like IDEA, the, the days of conferences like this are numbered. You know, one of the things that I saw where the first day or two of the show was, you know, we have three days. So the show was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday morning. On Wednesday, you had some pre-conference certifications. And at these, at these conferences, you go through workouts and in a 90-minute to two-hour conference session, you may do a little bit of a workout, and then you may go through a little bit of a lecture to explain the physiology that just happened in the workout. At least that's how I try to write my education. But what, what happens, what ends up happening is you have three or four days in a row of high-intensity exercise, and so by the second or third day, all the show participants look like zombies, which is the antithesis of what we're trying to do. We're trying to promote good health. So if we're looking at a, at a multiple-day trade show, if we're looking at a, a multiple-day trade show, we should be smarter about how we program the workouts. And I'm going to touch on that in just one second. So part of, part of the conference is our continuing education credits where people learn how to do new things or how to apply the information. The other part of the conference was much more kind of a, a, a try it 
was more of a festival or an expo for the public. And this is where I think shows should like ideas should like evolve because they should make it much more interactive for the public. Like on Friday, we had something called the Mega Circuit, which is like speed dating, where there were 17 different vendors in there demonstrating their products. I was there representing Stairmaster. Trigger Point was there. You had different product companies there, many of whom have been on, on the podcast, where people could come in and do little mini six to eight minute workouts on the piece of equipment and, and rotate through the various companies. You also had Kaiser Kernan, you know, from Kaiser Fit on Instagram did a workout. You had the fitness marshal from YouTube. You had Les Mills there. I really see the future of a big show like Idea becoming more of a fee, of a showcase for the fitness stars that are out there and less about the education. Because let's be real, a lot of people are doing their con ed or doing their continuing education in online. They're doing online courses. You can go on. It's very easy now. There are a number of platforms. Idea has one. The American Council on Exercise has one. National Academy of Sports Medicine has another one. But there are a number of different platforms out there that really that have plenty of you know opportunities where people can get their continuing education credits, which makes a show like Idea less and less necessary, if you will. I mean, if you if you look at it, it, it really is you know we're becoming less and less necessary, if you will. So that's really why. I don't want to say why, but that's really how I see things changing quite a bit. You know, I do is I see things changing where, you know, it's going to be less about the educators like myself, because frankly, you know, when you look at at what people like myself do, we're in a very small pond for years. You know, these conferences have kind of been a big deal for educators. But with the proliferation of Instagram, with the proliferation of all this fitness information out there and various online platforms, Educators like myself are becoming less and less relevant, at least to the general consumer. And, and what the general consumer sees is the general consumer sees the stuff on social media. The general consumer sees the people on YouTube, and that's who the consumer is drawn to. So if we want to make these shows more popular, we need to integrate social media. We need to integrate YouTube. We need to bring these people in and make it as much, if not more, about the experience. Bring consumers in. Let's wrap our arms around consumers. And let's make it a two-day show. We don't need four days of exercise. Because when you see people walking around catatonic, they're trying to do their fourth high-intensity workout in a day. That's just utterly stupid. Frankly, that's stupid. You know, to sit there, we're in the health and fitness industry. Coaches like myself are constantly telling people not to overdo it. Yet they come to a trade show and people will go do and do two, three, four high-intensity workouts in a row without really thinking about it. If I were programming a show like Idea, I put all the high-intensity stuff in the first day. You want to do high-intensity workouts? Great. Let's jam it on the first day. The second day now would be kind of a drop set. So all your high-intensity stuff is the first day. The second day would be more moderate-intensity stuff. Maybe, you know, high-intensity would be power, first day power training, high-intensity interval training, the stuff, the really high-stress stuff that jacks your body up. That's the first day of the conference. We do the activity. We talk about the science. The second day of the conference should be lower-intensity. Talk about strength training, mobility, flexibility training. That way, the second day of the conference can act as an active recovery from the first day. Plus, there needs to be, it's almost like you need to create more opportunities where people can interact with the educators, if you will, or the, you know, the influencers. And that's the one thing that's kind of, I'm a little sad about. It's not to take anything away from the Instagram influencers, because anything that's out there that's getting people to move, people like Kaiza, People, Kira Stokes, people that are very influential on Instagram are doing a phenomenal job, and many of them have the legitimacy to be out there. But I really seen idea 
evolve and you become more of a showcase where you can bring in the popular people, you bring in the social media influencers, you bring in the people that have a huge audience and a huge following, and you engage the public. And then you have where you kind of have the continuing education piece be smaller for the fitness professionals. But what you have at a place like Idea, at a show like Idea, is you have the opportunity to merge fitness professionals with the consumers. I think that's a great thing that was happening with Idea. But where Idea is going off the rails, and, and, and I'm well aware, Idea distributes this podcast. So I am being critical of the organization that I work with. But where they need to get better is they need to get better at putting together a comprehensive program. The other thing I noticed in the in this show was there wasn't a whole heck of a lot of stuff for the active adults, for the active agers, for older adults. And I'm talking about those adults 60, 65 and over who are still very active. The, the show seemed to have sessions really skewed more towards the younger audience. And that's and that's all well and good. There were some sessions, but really what a show like this is should have specific tracks. You know, your 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 personal trainer track, your group fitness instructor track, your health coach track, your nutritionist track. And to some degree they do that. But not as specific as it could be. The Idea Convention gets a lot of things right. I mean, it really is. If you want to come to to a great fitness show, if you want to earn your continued education credits, if you want to learn more about the fitness industry, Idea is the place to go. But the one thing that where it's kind of going off the rails, it needs to be about the fitness and not just about the experience. And the final thing I'm going to say with Idea is you didn't hear from some of my partners like TerraCore and HyperWare and active motion bar. And this is because ideas becoming so expensive to have a trade show booth is at is that some of the smaller product companies that have a legitimate reason to be there simply can't afford it. So what's happening is you're having this like at a trade show, you're not getting some of the most important fitness vendors there because simply they can't afford it. And so what happens, you get a proliferation of companies like CBD, you get nutrition companies, you get supplement companies that they have a place in a trade show but they're not the best products that can be used by fitness professionals and the consumers. So really, I think if Idea wants to grow and wants to evolve, they need to look at how do we engage the influencer? How do we engage the social media? And how do we engage the fitness equipment companies in a way that allows them to be at a show that can be profitable for them and where they don't do it at a loss? And that's one thing I hear from quite a bit, especially from some of the smaller vendors, is they simply cannot afford to be at a show like Idea because it's too expensive and they don't get the return on investment. But the bottom line is, if you want to get a tremendous fitness experience, if you really want to blow it out and learn about fitness, experience fitness, Idea World is the best place to go. But we can still do a better job. We can still make it better. We can make it better for the fitness professional, and we can definitely make it better for the consumer. Thanks for stopping by, and I look forward to having you join me for future episodes of All About Fitness.